Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You want to see a news story that I don't love? Yeah, let's see it. Man shot during robbery of $8,000 chain in Manhattan. Uh-huh. My thing is like when people like rob people for those chains in mm-hmm. public and stuff like that, it's like... How do they know that the chain is worth the, I mean, the crime's obviously never worth it, but like, like what if that chain was a fake chain and it was like 600 bucks? Right, in other words, should you be worried about someone robbing your earrings? <laughs> is that the question? Welcome in. It is episode 26 of What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show. But today is somewhat of a special episode. So here's the deal. Usually we record these, you know, in the afternoon, evening, and then they come out the following day. However, we are recording this Wednesday late at late morning. It's going to come out sometime today and it's going to be an abbreviated episode. Then we're going to do a full show tomorrow reacting to game three of the finals that's going to come out sometime in the day on Thursday. So you're going to get bonus episodes this week and next week because the final schedule doesn't make a lot of sense for us to do our full regular show today. Then the game is played. And so we're not able to react to it. So we have a short show coming today, about a 10 minute quick little teaser show. And then the full show tomorrow. We appreciate you listening, you subscribing, doing all those things. Before we even get into the show to Monze, I'm told there are things they want to throw up at me, throw on the screen. There are some funny things we're going to do. We're not even doing what we missed. Am I just supposed to go right to you? Okay, at some point, they're going to try to throw me off because we're doing this new, newfangled show. They think I'm not a broadcast professional and I'm not going to be able to (laughs) deal with them. You know what I mean? Like a running back in open space making (laughs) defenders miss. All right, but what are we talking about today? I know what we're talking about, but just go ahead. You switched up on the Warriors after game two. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't even think that type of stuff was allowed, you know. Well, you're supposed to be honest with the audience. I no longer thought the Warriors were going to win. You being a man of your word and all. Well, yeah, I'm a man of my word. I thought the Warriors were going to win. I no longer thought they were going to win. So I owed the audience honesty. Go ahead. I feel like there's a a specific argument I can make, but I will continue. Yeah. Um, So I've got some questions about your character. Okay. But the producers have got some questions for you, and they want to know what's going to happen in game three. Okay, just real quick before I get into game three, just a little note for you as you're a fledgling up-and-coming broadcaster. Uh, if you if there's an argument you want to make, you mm. should either make it or keep the fact that there's an argument you could make in your head. What is not great is like, there's something I could say here, like when you're arguing with your girlfriend, like, oh, I could say something here, <laughs> but I'm not going to. That's not great. Now, 
All what right. do I? Oh, I see this. This is funny. They put on the screen. Can you even do that? Nick the charlatan. And then the word integrity. Okay. At, at least they didn't put a question mark after integrity. So here's the deal. I think Boston's going to win tonight. And I think Jeff Van Gundy talked about this. And I think he's absolutely right. Oh, these are the photoshops. It's the meme of me walking with a girl and you see the more attractive girls. So you look the other way. That's uh, honestly not the greatest Photoshop job by our tech staff. (laughs) Boston's always been the girl in the blue for me. Okay. That's good to know. And then me, you know, me taking the Celtics off ramp exit. That's great. Okay. Very. This is why you subscribe on YouTube. So you can see these shoddily done photoshops on MS paint that these guys have put together. I don't even know what this toy story Photoshop is. I want to actually get into, these are the things they were going to surprise me with. I want to get into what I think is going to happen today. Demasi thinks these are hilarious. He's <laughs> dying, man. Uh, okay. Oh, man. So here's what I think is going to happen. I think the Celtics are going to try to bait Draymond from the very beginning of the game. 100%. Jeff Van Gundy said this to Zach Lowe, and I think he's right. He said, the Celtics either have to decide we are going to ignore him entirely or every time he woofs at somebody, we're going to woof back. We're going to, you know, have Grant maybe start Grant Williams and have Grant Williams try to muck it up with him early. Yeah. Scott Foster is the ref tonight, which is to me noteworthy because Scott Foster loves the center of attention stuff. And we'll throw Draymond right We'll out. throw Draymond out. I think Draymond taunting the refs was a big mistake on his end. Yeah. And I think the Celtics absolutely can bait him into an early technical. Now, folks will say, oh, Draymond knows this, so he he's not going to act that way. First of all, if he doesn't act borderline unhinged, he's not that effective of a player. Right. A huge part of what he does <laughs> is frustrating the opponent, getting in the other guy's heads, doing slightly illegal to full-on illegal screens, grabbing guys, getting guys after the whistle. That is part of what makes him great, as long as the refs let him do it. So that's first of all. Second of all, folks are acting like Draymond has a level of self-control that we have not yet seen demonstrated. He absolutely, unequivocally could have been thrown out of game two. He already had the technical. He then got into it with Jalen Brown. They went to the monitors. And still didn't give him a technical. They didn't, but my point is that was just dumb luck by Draymond that they didn't give him a technical there. It wasn't that Draymond ratcheted it down. It wasn't that Draymond all of a sudden started being a better actor. It was that the refs decided we're not throwing you out for this. It was on the board. He was going to get thrown out right there. We The way he acted after he was ejected from the Grizzlies game is a guy that he gets himself so hyped up and to such a froth, if you will, that I don't think he can ratchet it down and still be as effective as he needs to be. So that's one of the reasons I like the Celtics tonight. Another reason I like the Celtics tonight is this. Going into the series, when I picked the Warriors initially, I said if it's close late, I don't trust Boston. If it's close late, who is the five on the four for Golden State? We know (laughs) Steph's out there. We know Draymond's out there. But now you're really playing five on four on offense. We know Wiggins is out there. Cold clay. Clay, which is not necessarily a good thing right now. Right. And then who's their fifth? I don't think you can have Jordan Kavon Poole Looney. in crunch time. I don't think you can have Kavon Looney and Draymond out there simultaneously in crunch time. Not against Boston. Oh, Wiggins. 
I already said Wiggins. Oh, Wiggins, yeah. Clay, Steph, Draymond. Gary Payton, Gary Otto Payton, Porter. Poole. I don't think you can have Poole out there. And I, I don't think against Boston you can play the two bigs. Because if you play the two bigs, Boston can go small with some size. So you go Looney and Draymond. Boston can have Grant Williams and Al Horford and play five out. Now, you'll crush them on the glass, but I don't think you can defend if Boston has five shooters or pseudo shooters out there. I just, I think in order for the Warriors to win, Steph has to be phenomenal. And I also think it's worth noting that game threes, the Warriors in the 2015 finals lost game three to LeBron and just LeBron, and they fell down 2-1. Warriors in the 2016 finals went up 3-1. The only of the first four they lost was game three. Warriors in the 2017 finals, they won game three, but KD was sensational. Warriors in the 2018 finals, they won game three, but KD had 43 points. Warriors in the 2019 finals lost game three. So game three, for one reason or another, has been the spot where they haven't had success. It's the For them, it's always been the first road game. I don't know if Toronto it was the first road game or not, now that I think of it. But regardless, in fact, I can check that real quick. Was Toronto their first road game that year? This year, it of course is their first road game. And without Kevin Durant, they've never won a game three in the finals. That to me That's is a at weird least stat. semi-relevant, especially because they had had so much success uh, against Toronto that was not the first road game. That was back at home because against Toronto, they didn't have home court. That's what I thought. I wasn't sure. So I really like the Celtics tonight. I also like for Boston that Boston is tied 1-1 with Tatum and Brown both averaging 20 points and to me not playing great. Like right. they've had good <laughs> moments, but they haven't played great. So you were a little despondent after game two. Let's be honest. You, you put no. on a brave face the next day. I was sitting next to you. I saw you. you were upset. At one point, you did the thing I do, which is after the third quarter when Poole hit that three, you got up, you left the room. I think you took Dexter for a walk. You then came back. You were upset. What is your level of confidence tonight now going into the game? It's extremely high. Extremely high. Um, yeah, I mean, because I do think that Draymond had a lot to do with the last win. Yep. And uh, I just don't think that he has the ability to do that again. Uh and then, like you said, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown only averaging 20 points. I just think <clears throat> they've been they've been kind of inconsistent throughout the whole like playoffs. And I just think there's a moment where they just eventually they kick it on. Like it's just too bad to be true. They, they they're consistently playing bad. Listen, Marcus Smart's not gonna go one for six again. Al right. Horford's not gonna go one for four again. Jalen Brown isn't gonna go one for eleven in quarters two, three, and four. And so, and I do think. There is something to the fact that Tatum, without playing that well, had 28 points and only played three quarters. Right. He, or I guess he, he had 21 after the, the first. He had 21 after the first half. He had seven in the third. And he had zero in the fourth and, and didn't play much in the fourth. I just, a lot of the big signs to me right now are favoring Boston. I, listen, I've told you I don't want you gambling on these games. I also would tell you, if there was going to be one game this entire series that I would think to bet, it would be this game. Boston minus three and a half. And you probably don't even have to lay the points with the dope shoe. Oh, no, I'll hit, I'll hit my boy Daniel up. Okay. I, I, again, <laughs> I'm not encouraging this behavior. 
However, if you're going to gamble on one game this this finals, this would be the game. This is the game I and this might come back to bite me. I pitched for us to do a quick little mini show today. We didn't even have to do it because we're doing a full show tomorrow in reaction to game three of the finals. So maybe this is going to come back to bite me. There's going to be a clip of me saying this is the game I'm most confident in. I really like Boston tonight. I like I re- I like the energy from sense. the crowd. I like the fact that that home court in Boston, which see, I know this this year they haven't been great in the at home in the playoffs. They were two and zero against the Nets, but since then they're three and four at home, which is odd. But I do think that home crowd gives them real energy. I think the Warriors are far less likely to have that monster third quarter when they don't have the crowd, the crowd going carrying crazy. them exactly right and. I think, you know, the first finals game played in Boston in a dozen years, I, this to me feels like it could be a floodgates game for Boston. Yeah. Where Boston gets out to it's an early It's not a regular lead. playoff game at this point. And, this is the finals. Correct. And the other question I have is this, and this is something Kerr, in game one, you can say it's game one of the finals. We're going to wait and, you know, see what, how far we need to stretch that. Game two, it didn't matter because they had a 23-point lead after the third quarter. How much is Kerr willing to push Steph? If the Because Steph typically plays the entire first, the entire third, and half of the second, half of the fourth. And that's how Steph gets to his 36 to 40 minutes. If the Celtics are up 32 to 23 after one, is he still going to let Steph Curry spend the first five, six minutes of the second quarter on the bench? Or is he going to push Steph? When especially you have these big gaps between games. The only game, now, the only games, there's not the extra day of rest between is games three and four. Game three, the, you know, is tonight, obviously, and game four is Friday. But still, there's no travel there. So that's what I'm interested to see. I'm really interested to see also, how long of a leash does Clay have? Because quietly, uh, no, it's for real. That's I don't want to say that's disrespectful, but that's it's kind of because I mean, if Draymond's leash is pretty long. Well, yes, but Draymond, Clay was killing them in Game Three. I mean, it is absolutely noteworthy that Clay Thompson, through three quarters, played twenty-two minutes. First of all, it's noteworthy that he only played twenty-two minutes through three quarters. That means he was pacing for around thirty minutes. That's Less than you'd expect your alleged leash is already a little yeah, shorter. A little shorter. Like. And the reason he only played those 22 minutes, in those 22 minutes, Golden State was minus one. In the other 14 minutes of game three, quarters one through three, game two, quarters one through three, they were plus 24. So the Warriors were plus 24 when Clay sat in the first three quarters of game two. They were minus one when he was playing. That's noteworthy. I like Boston big tonight. I'm sure you're going to be very happy. That's our mini show. That That's all we have for you today. We will be right back here tomorrow afternoon with a full breakdown analysis of what I think will be a big Celtics win. Demonze will make some money. I might make some money. We'll do all that. That's tomorrow on What's Right with Nick Wright.